This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com, and on the top right, there's a button that says Email Kim. Fill that out, and that's it. I always like to kick things off with something fun and interesting. And you're not going to believe the story coming to us out of Florida. It was a yellow line. That's all they had to do is paint a yellow line in the middle of an interstate highway. Well, the line wasn't quite where it should be, and it ended up causing major problems for cars that were under driver assistance technologies. The cars just started veering all over because the yellow line was not in the middle. It was like curvy on one side and the other. So people in their cars, they actually had to fight to stay in the highway's lanes. Now, you might say, this yellow line, how far did it stretch? Like a mile or two? No, 23 miles. That's right. They had one job to do. Put a yellow line down in the middle of a lane in a highway, and it was in the wrong place for 23 miles. Ugh. Crazy, isn't it? And apparently there was a truck loaded with Vicks Vapor Rub overturned on the highway, too. And amazingly, there was no congestion for eight hours. Oh, that was a good one. You're about ready to get more tech smarts because every single thing now is a tech thing. And if you're a new listener to the Kim Commando Show, welcome aboard. So glad to have you with us. And if you're already a listener, welcome back. And you can find my award-winning show on over 420 top stations throughout the United States. We're streaming in your favorite radio app, too. Just search for my last name, Commando. And you can also find us as a podcast, as a webcast, commercial-free, over on my website. That's commando.com. What you want to do is find the link that says Commando Community. And yes, I did say commercial free. Now, if you're listening on the radio, we love that. So just a reminder that you can also get Kim Commando today as a podcast Monday through Friday, wherever you get your podcast, just search for Commando with a K, of course. And I know that you have a few questions about something digital, and that's why our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 And if you're just too shy to come on a big radio show and podcast, I get that. You can drop me a note over on our website. That's commando.com again. Alrighty, every single day I check out at least 30 different websites to make sure that you're up to date on all things digital. And here are five things that you need to know about tech that's happening right now. And we're going to start with America is on the verge of a game-changing discovery. This is really amazing. I want you to pay close attention because geologists have on Earth what might be the world's largest lithium deposit right here in the United States on the Nevada-Oregon border. It's nestled within the expansive McDermott Caldera along the border, and it lies what's believed to be the world's most abundant lithium deposit. I know, isn't it just stunning here in the United States? Uh, They're talking about 88 billion pounds valued at one and a half trillion dollars. Now, the reason why this is such a big deal is that China, yes, they are now refining 90% of the world's mined lithium that powers everything. Think about it, from your smartphones to our electric cars. So the United States has this golden opportunity to challenge China's stronghold, and then we can establish ourselves as a key player in the lithium industry. I'm telling you, this discovery totally made my day. All right, moving on to number two, the trial of the century is happening right now. 
And it's all about how Google has become the world's largest top search site. The U.S. government says it knows and says that Google illegally and unfairly crushed its competitors. And now it's time for justice. I only know of one product that's both a noun and a verb. That's Google. I mean, even with ChatGPT, 90% of all online searches are done through Google. So the U.S. Justice Department says, hey, it was old-fashioned crime that built this high-tech Google empire and that Google illegally forced smartphone makers to uh, make legally for smartphone makers and web browsers to have Google as their default search site. I mean, think about it. They destroyed uh, AltaVista, Ask Jeeves. Nobody goes to Yahoo. And Bing, okay. I mean, it wouldn't be anything without ChatGPT right now. It's the biggest antitrust trial in history, and it's happening right now. We're talking about $1.7 trillion in damages, more than Google is worth. So you should be watching this one. All right, moving on to number three, your car is tracking your sex life. Ah, uh, what? Yes, here we go again with a massive privacy invasion. So if you drive a Mercedes, a Nissan, a BMW, maybe a Ford, Toyota, Tesla, how about a Kia or Subaru? Turns out that your car is collecting some very personal data about you, your weight, and even information about your sex life. That's right, you heard me correctly. The Mozilla Foundation's revealed that today's cars gather far more than just speeds and braking and driving habits. You see, every new car comes with an app, and it keeps track of the car's maintenance. It can shut down a stolen car. But these apps do a lot more. They even know who you are. When you call your spouse, your kids, your doctor, maybe when you're crying over a breakup, uh, when you go to places that you may not want the world to know about. And the car makers are gathering up all this data. And yes, they are selling it. So with a connected car and app, this is what you really signed up for. Now we have the whole report so you can check your car making model over at commando.com. All right, moving on to number four on our list of five things. For years, there's been talk that long-term use of the Internet by older adults contributes to the risk of dementia. Only now do we have some concrete research. Okay, there was no past research to guide them. So doctors at NYU's School of Global Public Health and researchers over at the University of Michigan, they wanted to figure out maybe what they called the long-term cognitive impact of Internet usage among older adults. And what they found is this. After 17 years following 20,000 older patients of those who were active Internet users, the study places the risk of developing dementia at one and a half percent. But with non-Internet users, dementia risk soared to a whopping 10.4 percent. So the brain seems to be like most other parts of our bodies. As you age, you either use it or you will lose it. And finally, this coming in at number five, Apple's annual product launch recently took place and the Apple Watch shared the spotlight with four new iPhones. I mean, Apple is totally hoping to make its watch not only a must have, but also a must update accessory, much like a phone. So the new watch comes in a lightweight, strong titanium case. It's pretty. Uh, has 72 hours of battery life. That's the longest ever on an Apple Watch. And then what about the new iPhones? Four new iPhone 15s, that's the model number, including the top of the line iPhone 15 Pro Max. Wow, this thing's big. It has a 6.7 inch display. Yeah, try to get that in your pocket. Also has a titanium case. And they say it has Apple's powerful A17 processor, the fastest processor of any smartphone. So Apple says the iPhone 15 can even challenge some high-end personal computers. 
Now, let's think about this. Apple sometimes overstates performance. Yeah, uh, but there's no doubt this phone is super fast. Now, the old Lightning connector is dead. All four of the new phones and the Apple Watch charge with the USB-C cable. That's right. Speaking of, when the person who invented the USB drive dies, they were going to lower his coffin right into the grave and then realize they put it in the wrong way. <laughs> they have to do it again. Okay, we don't have enough time right now, but I'm going to share with you very soon the pro tip, the secret to always getting the USB drive in the right way every single time. All right, who shall we start with this show? How about Carol in beautiful Santa Barbara, California? I've listened to your program for many, many years, and... uh... I've, I've always thought how personable and how easy you make everything sound, even though we both know it's not. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I try to be I try to be inspirational and encouraging. You, know, so. you, you you are indeed. And if and if Santa Barbara would just move your program to a better hour than seven a.m. on a, on a Saturday or Sunday morning, yeah, that would be great. But. Um, Meanwhile, uh, I've uh, I've signed up for everything so I can read read all about what you're doing uh, online. Oh, so thank that, you. That's good. Thank you. How can I help you? Well, uh, it has been a problem for a long time, and I've discussed this with the uh, tech person I use here in Santa Barbara, who primarily works with big companies, but a few of us individuals. And so they're they're not um, new at this game or fly by night by any means, and they've seen just about everything. Uh, and so I trust his judgment, um, but the barrage of emails that I get on a regular basis is overwhelming uh, in that they are primarily almost at a harassment level of um, scam-type emails, very lewd and crude emails. And uh, his theory is uh, that it's obvious in looking through my emails uh, that I'm involved with Republican conservative type organizations. So you you think that because you are conservative Republican that you are getting a barrage of of yes. You know what? That could be the case, and let me explain why. And it doesn't it doesn't happen just because you're conservative Republican. It could happen if you're a libertarian or if you're liberal too. Let me give you an example. Let's say Carol, you have a product to sell, and let's say it's some type of fertilizer that will make a lawn the greenest green and it will reduce uh, how much water you need to use. And it's just it's just a great product. OK, let's say you have that product. All right. And now you've determined who this perfect buyer is. So you go online and you say, all right, I need to find people who are going to buy my product. So uh, let's see. I need a 38 year old man who makes uh, $90,000 a year, who lives on the Mesa in Santa Barbara and went to Lowe's on a Sunday in Goleta to buy grass seed. Oh, and by the way, uh, on the way to Lowe's and Goleta, he listened to a podcast from NPR about deep fakes and he watched Fox News 
uh, gut filled for uh, the last three nights in a row. So everything that I just told you is available online. You could go buy an email address, uh, a way to target this person with all those details. There are a lot of details in there, right? There are, there are, and it's and it gets to the point of being kind of creepy. How much these people will say, in general, uh, these nefarious no-gooders out there uh, seem to know about you. I, at the risk of sounding naive, I understand that a lot of them information is available just by virtue of of one having a smartphone or or apps or yeah. you know information that you pass along on social media, people who you're associated to, places where you've been, fundraisers where you've donated money. Uh, yes. And so so the, the fact that, that you're getting this because you're a conservative Republican is not because you're a conservative Republican. In one sense, it is, but because you're being targeted. And the only way to get around this is for you to start being very smart about your email addresses and being very smart about any type of data that you give up. Uh, so what you could do is you could create a different email address. So you could be you know, hot Carol in Santa Barbara, California at gmail.com, which if that's your real address, don't tell anybody. But, no. but when you when you sign up for something political in nature or a charity fundraiser, whatever it may be, then you could say, you know, hot Carol in Santa Barbara, California, a plus sign and then put something after it like fundraiser at gmail.com. And then Gmail will ignore anything after the plus sign. You'll still receive that email, but the whole idea is that if that email gets compromised and you start getting lewd and bad stuff, is you can just remove that email address, unlike your primary email address. And so, uh, yes, I've hesitated to do that because we all know that's a hassle too. Well, it's it's a hassle. Start over. Yeah. Yes. Well, we're, you're not starting over. What you're doing is that you're going to be smart about your email address and start using disposable email address. And so, okay. so that this way, in case one gets compromised or you start getting a lot of crappy stuff from one particular arm or company or whatever it may be, is that is that you can just delete that email address because you don't need it anymore because you're going to be hot carol at Santa Barbara, California at gmail.com. And then anything okay. after anything after the plus sign, hot carol at Santa Barbara, California, you know, right now what's happening, Cheryl, somebody is going to Gmail and they're going to sign up as hot carol in Santa Barbara, <laughs> California. Don't do it. I have hot carol on the phone with me. Uh, so you're going to be hot carol at Santa Barbara, California with that plus sign. And then you're going to be uh, just good to go because then you're going to be able to delete anything after that. So does that make sense? Well, yes. It does. That's a very good suggestion, and and I I think that's what we'll be working on tomorrow. Yeah, I think that's I think that's 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 the best solution, really, because otherwise you just keep getting all this junk after junk after junk. And thank you for your call today, Carol. A really interesting call. And by the way, we weren't talking politics, folks. Don't even think of sending me a note. Oh, Kim Commando, you didn't like her because she was a conservative, probably. Oh, Kim Commando, you didn't like her because she wasn't. Okay, no, we weren't talking politics. Don't even waste your breath, your energy to send me a note because it had nothing to do with politics. We're talking about how you can be targeted down to the minuscule level. And that's why you're getting some correspondence in your email. Yeah, your data's for sale. You know it. All right, let's talk about that USB drive because it seems like it should be a no-brainer, right? So why do we get it wrong on the first try so often? Ah, because maybe you don't know the secret. I want you to grab any USB cable that's sitting around your house right now. Okay. 
I can't wait. But when you go get one, I want you to look closely at the end of the USB. And then you're going to see this little tiny symbol. Now, that symbol is in some tech company's logo. It means something very important that you're going to remember from here on out. The symbol on USB cables tells you which way is up. So the symbol is going to point up if you're plugging in the USB cable horizontally, say, on your laptop. Now, if you're plugging in vertically, it's going to face you, that USB symbol. In case you want to know, this is a little fun fact for you. The USB symbol's arrow represents serial data, not like serial, S-E-R-I-L data. And then the circle represents 5 volts, and that's the voltage that USB works at. And the square... Well, that represents ground voltage. So, wow, don't you feel smart knowing all that right now? I know you do. And you're even getting to get more tech smart because we have that great tip about how you can tell who's calling you just by looking at your phone. You don't see that person, you don't know them. But I have an insider secret to tell you about here on the Kim Commando Show. So when you woke up this morning, did you reach for your smartphone and then check the number of steps that you clocked in yesterday? But have you ever sat back and wondered, like, how does it really know this? And is it really accurate? Well, you've probably noticed whether on your health app, fitness app, on your phone, that your phone will keep track of all your steps. Even if it's buried deep inside your suitcase or your purse or whatever, it still manages to count all those steps. So is it magic? Mm -mm. Your phone holds a tiny piece of technology that's called an accelerometer. Now, this is a sensor that measures the motion and the orientation of your device. So when you take a step, your phone moves, right? And then the accelerometer can sense that. It calculates the number of steps you've taken by that way. Now, the best place for your phone is in your back pocket or ladies in your thigh pocket of your yoga pants or exercise pants and whatever you want to call them. But even then, it's a ballpark figure rather than a precise count. And I have found that sometimes if I really want to count my steps for a week, because I can get in, say, 20, 25, sometimes even 30 miles a week is that if I say map my walk, and that's free from Under Armour, you don't have to pay for it. They have like some add-ons, but you don't need that. They have map my run, map my bike ride, whatever it is, but map my walk. That's the one that I've been using. I think it's just a little bit more accurate than the Apple Health app. All right, coming up in just a few minutes, we have a great tip about how you can tell who's calling you when you don't recognize the number. You're going to love this. And then later on, the best way to run a free background check on yourself or someone who you just met. And let's go back to all your great phone calls. How about Randall in New Bern, North Carolina? You're up next. Hi, I have, uh, I'm a, a uh, artist by hobby, but I've turned it into a little bit of a business. I create uh, images and I sell them on shirts awesome. and I use, uh, I use Zazzle, uh, where I can create my own store. And, um, and I use Facebook primarily to promote my content. But what I found is, um, I don't know if it's people or it's bots, but somehow my art is showing up for sale, not from me. Okay. At another website. Yeah. So okay. like four different sites that, okay. that actually, they post it on Facebook somewhere where I can see it. Usually it's a group, like for a high school reunion or some other activity group, a pickleball group. They take my images and they offer them for sale in a group that I'm part of. Um, and That's uh, nice. It even has my initials on Isn't that right? nice? Yes. <laughs> it's like, boy, the gall, right? <laughs> it's, yes. like, it's just, there's no scruples, not even in no. pickleball art. Okay, so... Um, all right. A couple of things you can do is, 
typically if this T-shirt is being sold someplace else is that there may be uh, – you can do a who is. And have you done a who is search? I have not. Okay. So if you do a who is search, and it's like who is .net, uh, and you type in a website, it will tell you who owns the website. Mm-hmm. And in there you'll find a contact name and an email address and a phone number, nine times out of ten. Uh, mm-hmm. And that, you know, that may be where you do a cease and desist. Now, with your artwork, though, what I'd like you to do is to start water, watermarking the art that you display online. So what you're going to do is you're going to put in faint white letters someplace, copyright, Great Randall in New Bern, or however you want to do your copyright. You're an artist. Okay. I gotcha. Okay. So we're going to put, we're going to put a watermark on there somewhere with a copyright symbol saying it's mine. Because mm-hmm. next, next time somebody uses it, you can say, hey, you didn't notice this, but there's a watermark there. And you're stealing my art. Now, anytime you have something copyright, uh, trademark, that's when websites pay attention because then they know, oh, gosh, there's going to be a legal legal coming soon unless I shape up. Uh, and they don't want that. It's better for them to go find somebody who doesn't have a copyright notice. Okay, uh, Make sure that you, you screenshot, you document everything. It's very, very important that you have evidence. Uh, now, copywriting and, and watermarking is not going to prevent somebody from stealing it. It's just going to be easier for you to enforce it. And, mm-hmm. and on Facebook, they do have a mechanism to report copyright infringement. Okay, And so that's where you can say, I have a copyright notice on it. Uh, and mm-hmm. and then you may have to get a formal cease and desist, but typically before you do that, because of what's called the DMCA, it's called the Digital Millennial uh, Copyright Act, you can request any online platform, any online platform to remove content that infringes upon your copyright. And the, what you do is you can you can Google this, a DMCA takedown notice. And you can do this yourself. You don't need an attorney. DMCA takedown notice. So, uh, and you can you start using that phrase that because of the DMCA, uh, I'm asking that you remove content that's infringing upon my copyrights. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not an attorney. I can't give you legal advice. But I've done this with, with success. And... Uh, you know, the other thing that you want to do is if there's any anything that you can trademark, even if you just have to register, you know, register a trademark, is that that's also because you're going to get a trademark number. That also helps when people start stealing your crap online. How uh, do you do that? You have, you're going to need a trademark attorney for that. Okay. You, you can do it yourself through the trademark office. But okay. Insider Secret, the reason why... On the bottom of every web page at commando.com, it has all my copyright notices and all my trademark numbers. Okay. It's, so, it's just so what we're talking about. So if somebody tries to steal my stuff, I have it right there on the homepage. I'm going to go after you. And I got the trademark numbers and the Internet, believe it or not, as wild as it is, when it comes to infringing on trademarks and copyrights, that's when they go, oh, wait, this is bad. We can't allow this to happen. I mean, what are we doing here? Why, why would we let anybody infringe on that? So bottom line there is that's where that right. kind of happens. So try all this. And if it doesn't work, you may have to actually consult with an attorney. But I bet you with those tips, I think you're going to be okay. And thanks for your call. Ugh, so annoying when stuff like this happens, isn't it? It's just like this whole time suck. Ugh. 
All right. Have you received a phone call or a text message from a number that you just don't recognize? Okay. Instead of replying, um, who is this? Okay. Uh, this is a hack that you're going to want to use time and time again. TikToker Liz Perez actually put it on her channel, just totally blew up on social. If you get a text from an unknown number, mobile payment apps like Venmo, Cash App, Zelle, or PayPal, they can actually help you put a name to that phone number. What you do is you copy and paste that phone number right into one of those apps. And the mystery sender's name just might be unveiled. Now, I test this out on a number that I knew someone had Venmo and their name just popped right up. Now, this hack only works if you have an account with one of those mobile payment apps. And there's the other gotcha. The sender has to use their real name and their real phone number in the app. And most people do, though. But hey, it's better than just shooting in the dark, right, or going to Google. Now, what's the flip side? Well, your privacy. Be sure that you disable in whatever mobile payment app that you're using. You don't want them to share your name and phone number with other people. Now, of course, the steps will vary from app to app, but in Venmo, you're going to open settings and then go to friends and social and then toggle off phone contacts. Now, what about block numbers? Because you have, you know, star six, seven, that conceals your number from someone who you call. And there are similar numbers. But what about star six, nine? That traces the number of the last person who called you. It works even for anonymous or hidden calls. So you can get the phone number and the exact time that they called. And then once you have that number, you can block it on your phone. So, you know, they don't call you anymore. So again, that star six nine will trace the number of the last person who called you. Now, if you're saying, oh my gosh, Kim Commando, this is so great. I want to learn more about this. Well, just hit the website. That's commando.com with a K, of course. All right, let's see who's up next. Steve in San Antonio, Texas. Now, the problem I have is I'm elderly, and I have acquired many, many, many pictures all the way back to Vietnam. And I have slides and pictures, and my wife's uh, uh, older sister just died, and so we ended up with all of her family pictures. And I'm wondering if there's an, a simple, easy way to get them into my Mac digitally. I'm going to tell you about the easiest way to do this. The easiest and simplest way is the way that I did it, okay, is you put them all in a box, okay, your yeah. slides, your photos, yeah. okay, yeah, I know. And, you, and you mail them off, and then, oh, in 10 days, they're like, oh, look, we have all your pictures and your slides. I, and, I'm, and I'm also on a limited budget. I was hoping there would be like something I could uh, – a way I could take like a, uh, a bunch of prints and lay them out on the floor and take a picture with my iPhone and then bring them into my, and I have a lot of storage in my, I've got a two terabyte hard drive and a oh, one terabyte okay. well, internal. Yeah, you know what? I, I, under full disclosure, Steve, I have to tell you that I did not pay for that service because oh, they wanted course. me to try. They wanted me to try it. Okay. They wanted me to try it. And I was like, this yeah. is sweet. This is great. Uh, there, yeah. And there are companies, in case you are interested, I, that was actually done by iMemories, who provided that for yeah. me for free. Uh, and uh, But there's also Legacy Box, and there's you know a few other services out there like Scan Cafe. Uh, okay, let's talk about all the photos. Okay, You have a lot of photos, I can tell. And thank you for your service, by the way. Now, right. the, the, the deal is with you can use your, your phone in order to take photos. There's a, an app from Google called PhotoScan. And it does just what you're talking about. 
it will take pictures of pictures. And what's really great is that it can take pictures of pictures even when the pictures are in a photo album. So and they're and even if they're in a frame, so you're not sitting there trying to take that plastic off and not trying to rip that photo at the same time. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. Yes, so ma'am. you can you can use that. Uh now you if you find that you this is getting a lot of work, you can actually use a scanner. Uh, I've done this with some of my mom's pics, is that with a with a nice flatbed scanner, or even the scanner if you if you have a three in one, I know you have an Epson. Uh, is that you can put four or five pictures on there and then we'll scan four pictures at once and then you can just cut each one. But by the time you do the four pictures on the scanner, quite frankly, it takes as much time as if you just took a picture of a picture, right? Yeah, um, yeah right. So so, so now with, with organizing, since you're on um, Apple, Apple Photos is really wonderful to organize, edit, and it will sync all the pictures across your devices. Uh, and then you want to think of organization, Steve, as far as the event in the year. And so this way you can start having folders for different things. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a lot of work, but it's actually a lot of fun work, you know, uh, because once you get it in there, it's it's kind of a neat thing to share out these photos and you can make slideshows and you can have people, you know, comment on them and they're going to want copies of things and uh, you can put it in a even well, a YouTube well, the, video well, on a the, private channel. The thing is, you know, I have a couple of, of nieces and nephews uh, that, you know, they don't really see the value in paper copies anymore. So I was trying to get up to date. And so I thought yeah. the, the digital goddess would be able to tell me, well, <laughs> if you get this program, zoom, bam, and it'll be done. <laughs> well, it's not going to be zoom, bam, but it'll be... Chugga, 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 yeah. zoom, yeah. bam. <laughs> okay, it's this is a big process. How, do you have any kind of a guess at what, you know, maybe 5,000 pictures or 6,000 wow. pictures might, might wow. cost at Legacy Box? I, you know, I don't have those numbers off the top, but I will tell you it's probably going to be, I'm just guessing from the hip right now, uh, Five thousand, maybe between I want to say six fifty and nine hundred, a thousand dollars, depending upon yeah. uh, you know what kind of quality, how much time they have to take. And I mean, I did uh, I did videos and slides and photos. And again, again, full disclosure, I didn't pay because they wanted me to try the service. And right. I think my my bill was going to be closer to sixteen hundred dollars. So a lot of it just depends upon, you know, your your quantity, where you're going to have it. Uh, but if this is something that you want to do, try the try taking photos using that Google app called PhotoScan. It's absolutely free. I'll tell you, it works. Works fabulously. Again, PhotoScan, you can find it in the Apple App Store or Google Play. And uh, again, it's going to really just do a great job. Hey, Steve, thank you so much for your call today. You know, photos, it's always a big project. I mean, let's talk about JPEGs. Uh, the average one is about maybe 12 megapixels, so it's about three megabytes. So if you're t- looking at, let's say, a one gig drive, uh, you can put 300 and, say, 40 photos on that. Raw, wow, those are big files, 40 photos. TIFF, 25 photos. If so, if you're saving all these photos and you want to, like, conserve space, always remember, JPEG is your friend. 
Now, one of the worst things you can do is head over to one of those paid people search sites and then just get suckered into like some exorbitant monthly fee. So before you do that and you want to check somebody out, what I want you to do is go to Google. Okay, then just type in the first and last name in quotes and see what pops up. And people are usually interested in the organizations that they're affiliated with. So you may see that as well as uh, their social media profiles, any photos of them that might be just floating around the web. Now, what about their credit score? You can get a free credit report from Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion once a year. Now, many credit cards and identity theft services offer free credit scores too, but you can only get them on yourself, okay? That's it. And it's a good idea for you to do that so this way you know what's going on with your credit. Now, have you heard about those websites that will help you build your family tree? Now, they can be really fun and informative, but one in particular just has a lot of, well, Shocking information may have your name, uh, your age, all the addresses where you lived. And here, I want you to look yourself up at FamilyTreeNow.com and prepared to be shocked because what you're going to see is your name, uh, your wife, your husband, your partner, kids, all their ages, uh, any place where you've lived, all your addresses. If you still have a landline, that number might be there. Your cell phone number, it might be listed there too. Again, that's FamilyTreeNow.com. And afterwards, you're going to want to opt yourself out so all that information is not available to anybody on the Internet. We have the steps on how to opt out of Family Tree Now over at Commando.com. Hey, thanks for being here. So appreciate that. Tell three friends about the Kim Commando Show because, after all, knowledge is power. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited.